Unwired. Unwired. Why would we call it unwired? We're leading to the day where we are unwired. Welcome to Unwired. We are back. For another week of fun and... Okay, then. Yes. <laughs> so, Robert, how are you? I'm doing great. How about you, Victoria? How are you? I'm doing great. Really, really great. And you know what? We're doing good, but how are our listeners doing? Yes. We care. Actually, we've, we've been able to get in contact with a couple of them. Uh, we wanted to thank someone out in Mountain View, California, right? Yeah, we can we can see that you listen every Tuesday. Every Tuesday, you're one of the first people to download uh, the podcast and listen to it. So thanks to Mountain View, California. Yeah, represent. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, while we're talking about our listeners, we actually got a request from one of the listeners. to He's looking into um, buying... A mixing board to record music. Okay, what kind of music? Does he want to record music off his television? No. Does he want to record music off the radio? No. If you stop asking questions, I will tell you. <laughs> well, how will I know if I don't ask questions? He uh, is a musician, and he wants to record his own music. Okay, what so instrument does he play? He plays guitar, and he sings. Oh, that's pretty good. Does yeah. he have a microphone already for his guitar? I think he does. Ooh. That was not precise in the email. Oh, you should find out what model of microphone. I'm, you know, I like the, that type of information. What model of microphone and then how it can tie into a board. So go ahead with your question. What's the question? So the question is uh, about a board that he was recommended. It's called the Boss BR-1600 cd and i will not give the whole name because it's really long yeah but it's a digital it. recording studio so let's go ahead and look it up and we'll see how good it will work let's see you said a boss digital boss br 1600 boss br 1600 there you go that's the one Sixteen hundred. Oh, okay. It's interesting. It I, I looked into it, and it it looks interesting. Hmm. It's uh, something where you can put your CD and record directly to the CD. Yeah. Uh, there you go. That was yeah. my reaction. Recording to CDs. We're in twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. So, in. Uh, uh, the email it precise that the the board is about ten years old, so yes, that's why yes. it's still recording to CDs. But let me tell you this: we're in 2017, and now most people record directly to their computer that's right. onto a software. Now we'll talk about software a little bit later, but for now we're going to focus on the board itself. You want hardware uh, examples? Mm -hmm. yes. Well, let's start out with the fact that I'm going to name some equipment that. They're no sponsors of ours, and neither have they sent us any free materials, hint, hint. So <laughs> any recommendations we make today are either through experience yeah. or through general knowledge of the product we're talking about, not because we are shilling for any individual company. I'm not uh, saying we wouldn't under the right circumstances, just not at this, at this juncture in our show. We are not doing that. No, we're not. But if you are interested in having and sponsoring us, please contact us at contact info at 
on wiredthepodcast.com. But enough of that. So let's start <laughs> with the equipment that we're using to do our own podcast. Yeah. We're using a Behringer Euphoria. Yeah, it's U-P-H-O-R-I-A. It also has a long title. It's a UMC40, excuse me, a UMC404HD. This is a four-port um, USB recording device. And what that means is it has four actual XLR ports, but it also has some... Um, quarter-inch ports at the back. It can take RCA ports. If you don't know what any of these things mean, we'll have to do a podcast about the different connectors. We can we can spend hours talking about the different audio and visual connectors that you're going to come across, which are professional, which are not professional. So that would be a 10-episode Yeah, it's probably a 10-episode. Yeah, okay. <laughs> five episodes on video, five episodes on audio. <laughs> But in this case, the Behringer UMC 404 HD has the four XLR inputs and it has four individual controls. Mm -hmm. It's very simple to use. Um, I will say there's one little caveat on the drivers. When you install the drivers, there's four different, excuse me, three different versions of the drivers. And for you to use all four of your inputs, you have to use the specific driver. Um, and I'll look that up during a break and let you know exactly which of the drivers you have to use. But this would be a good starting um, piece of equipment if we go online right now. But do you... How can I say this? You would want to get one that fits... Wow. This one is hard <laughs> to say. Would it be okay to use this one to record music? Sure. Because it looks like Behringer has another one that is more focused towards recording instruments. Well, you see, here's the thing. The recording of instruments is, is more related to your microphone rather than your um, soundboard. It's your, the, the, prop, the purpose of a soundboard is just to take the audio that you give it, whatever form it's in, Take that audio and amplify it or allow you, in our case, to record it. But with some electric guitar guitars, you can connect the guitar directly to the to the board. Yes, but that once again is indicative of the input that you have yeah. rather than the board itself. Now, right. here's the thing, especially now that there are digital boards, there are so many options out there. Oh, yes. I, I couldn't even begin to go over... All of them. Let's say, okay, Behringer has a reputation of being um, cheap. And that's a terrible idea. I have quite a few different pieces of Behringer equipment because they're not expensive to get into. Right. We're not talking cheap. We've already done a podcast on you know, what cheapness can do for you. I'm not talking about cheap. Behringer is a gateway um, brand and now that they bought out Midas a couple of years ago and they're starting to use Midas components in their equipment, they're much better. I would not shy away from Behringer, especially if you're starting out. You're under a budget. You can't afford um, one of the higher end soundboards or sound cards or or pieces of equipment. Take a look at Behringer. You will not be disappointed. I did quite a bit of research before we bought this for this podcast. I was using a Tascam 
um, USM 144 that I loved. I used it for years. Yeah. But I needed more inputs. Right. There was another device that I wanted to get, but once again, that was only two inputs. So when I started to look for a four-input model that we could do a podcast on, I came across Focusrite. I came across Behringer. I came across some Tascam models. And there's another model that's escaping me right now. But I settled on the Behringer because it wasn't that expensive. I can purchase it, test it out. If I didn't like it, it's not a big hassle to return it. But I love it. So we have it. So, yeah, we do. <laughs> oh my goodness, we've gone way over. Yes, we have. It's time to take a quick break, and we'll, when we get back, we'll keep talking about audio boards and uh, building your own home recording studio. Amen. Unwired. This segment is brought to you by Sandy Audiovisual, the premier streaming company in the Washington, D.C. area. Also, the prime provider for audiovisual equipment for rental or purchase. See them at savweb.com. That's savweb.com. We're leading to the day where we are unwired. Welcome back to Unwired. And we're talking about building your own home recording studio. You know, we started with mixers. And I wonder if that's the right place to start. No, you know what? It is the right place to start. I mean, I guess the first question you ask is, how many inputs do you need? Actually, I have, when you start looking for a board, I guess there are some good questions to ask yourself. What is your budget for it? Yes, that's always going to be your first question when it comes to purchasing any audiovisual equipment. Oh, yeah. What's your budget? Uh, Then there's, do you want an analog or digital board? Ooh, that's, that's interesting. You see, if you're talking about recording to your computer... I guess you don't need to buy a digital board. You just need to eventually buy an interface that will allow you to take the signal. Now, the reason why I would get a digital board is you will always, you will most likely have a one-to-one correlation. And what I mean by that is there are a couple of different ways to record your audio into your computer. You can either do it multi-track, which is what we do for our podcast. Yes. Or you can do two-track which means it's already mixed down for you. Mm-hmm. That's not really what you want, because it's al- if it's already mixed down, then you can't raise the volume of your instrument yep. post-recording. And that's key, because a lot of times you just want to record what you're doing and then adjust it. Maybe the drum was too loud at one point, you want to bring it down. Maybe mm-hmm. the guitar, yeah, maybe I could bring up the guitar this one section. If you just record two track, it's a much, 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 much harder process to deal with. Rather yeah. than do multi-track, and then you could have fun with it. Mm-hmm. Now, another question you should ask yourself when you buy a board is, are you going to use it to do live performances, or is it just strictly for home recording? Yeah, that makes a big difference with yeah. portability. Oh, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Imagine carrying a huge board everywhere to all your performances now. If you want to have a whole roadshow crew just for your two-man band, sure, go ahead if you can afford it. (laughs) But I'll give you an example. The the soundboard that we use, uh, we actually have three Allen & Heath boards at our church. Our church uses Allen & Heath. I don't know if I've ever mentioned, I'm also the um, AV ministry director at my church which affords me an app, access to a lot of different um, equipment. We use three Allen & Heath digital boards at our church. 
they are excellent when it comes to sound reproduction, um, sound reinforcement. Um, their preamps are really, really nice. But they're not always the most portable. Now, like I said, we have three different sizes. We have the iLive T112, which is a huge, heavy board. We have the iLive T80, which is a good size board, much more portable. We also have the Q32, QU32. That's a very extremely, very extremely, that's an extremely portable board, uh, which would be easy. 32 channels, that's usually good for most applications. The great thing about that board is you can record directly to a USB multi-track. So it's not just two-track. There's some other boards I've been looking at that you can only record two-track to a USB drive. The the QU32, you can record multi-track. Mm-hmm. So that's amazing. Yeah. But it is, of course, a much higher price point than saying buying oh, a course. Behringer. Uh, of you course, know. of course. You got to pay for what's good. Didn't we learn that? I think we did. So. Then uh, there's the obvious thing you need to ask yourself is the channel count. How many channels do you need? How many channels do you How need? How many people are going to be playing at the same time? Right. That's if you're recording for music. Well, even speech. Let's yeah, say you're of recording. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, because let's say your home studio, you want to be able to bring people in to do voiceovers. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So you might want uh, multiple people if you're doing a commercial. Mm-hmm. I've had to do a commercial and record each person individually. Yeah, you know, it's time consuming. Uh, Maybe it's better, right? <laughs> Maybe uh, it's better if you can record everyone at the course. same time. So yes, channel count is amazing. And here's a caveat. I was just speaking to someone. There's a wonderful music store um, in Gaithersburg, Maryland, called Victor Litz. They are not a sponsor. Um, I don't even need to say it anymore. But I like like to support my local stores as well. Because if we just allow everything to be online purchasing, you won't get your hands on these items. You won't be able to test them out. You won't have people you can go back to and ask questions. Mm Mm-hmm. Support your local uh, retail stores. It's not always easy, and sometimes the price seems to be a lot higher, a little bit higher than you can get. But these guys also do lessons. They do, um, and they'll talk to you. Nice set of people there. You can go in and talk to them about anything. Sometimes I can spend hours there just talking to them. They don't give me a hard time. We also rent our son's instrument from there. So... Having a local store is important when you're doing your purchases, okay? So I do support them. Now, in a conversation with them, we were talking about channel counts. Because mm. a lot of times you will go to a, um, you will find a mixer and they'll say 16 channels. But they also count stereo channels. When you really think about the inputs that you have, you really only have eight inputs or they have ADAT. That's a whole other story. That's a, a digital input that you can usually buy additional boxes with inputs and attach. So when you look at these devices and they say 8 or 10 or 12 or 24 inputs, be sure you check your channel count. How many um, XLR inputs versus how many quarter inch versus how many RCA inputs. All those right. may count as an input, but they change really how you get your audio into that device absolutely all right 
Time for our second break, and when we get back, we'll talk about recording softwares. 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 Unwired. This segment has been brought to you by Brainwave Consulting, providing networking and security consultation in West Virginia, New York, and the DMV area. That's Brainwave Consulting. BrainwaveCC.com. That's BrainwaveCC.com. When you're concerned about your network security, think about Brainwave. BrainwaveCC.com. We're leading to the day where we are unwired. We are back to unwired. 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 We are leading to the day where everyone is unwired. Isn't that your tagline? Yes, it is. Uh huh. I love that one. Yeah, I know. Very creative. <laughs> I got so it from you, actually. But Really? It was me? It was in the first episode. Yeah, but I listened to the first episode. I thought you said it. We'd have to check on that. Ah, the, the listeners will tell us who said it. All right. All right, it's on you, listeners. <laughs> so we're talking about home recording studios. Boy, I think we've just brushed on the subject. Um, there's so much more in-depth we can get when it comes to microphone choices, uh, where a studio can be, how to set up the studio. But you did want to talk about software, right? Yes, I did. Okay. So let's throw some software out there. Let's assume you already have your board and now you don't know which software to use. Mm. Now, there are a lot of names out there. Yeah. There's I can tell you. We use Adobe Audition. I will not even talk about whether they're a sponsor or not. We'll just leave it to the imagination. <laughs> but here's the thing with Audition. I love using it for um, recording the podcast, doing some radio shows. I've used it for that. But for music, I don't know if I would use Audition. Interesting. Now, for music, there are software is they're perfect for it now you're gonna hear a lot of names and some of them are oh. actually um industry standards for music you know what we need to have a conversation about that term industry standard but we'll leave that for another day that's one of those terms that just drives me crazy we're gonna have to end up doing a whole episode about the things we said we'll talk about that another exactly. day. exactly it's gonna just be the messiest show ever but remind us of what we said we'll talk about later and then we'll talk about it later all right keep track of it guys <laughs> <laughs> so some of the common softwares used are pro tools oh yeah pro tools is recognized as uh, it's very popular i'll put it like that. i think that's the number one in popularity yeah yeah if you're an established um artist or recording engineer you know pro tools yeah 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 i would assume so there's also fruity loops Fruity Loops. I used that back in uh, Canada when I studied there. I actually know quite a few people who use it. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to name drop, but I know there's a gentleman in the area, um, out here in the D.C. area, where he says he's done a lot of music creation using Fruity Loops. And in fact, the intern who was supposed to be here today, that's a whole other story. <laughs> <clears throat> he um, started out on Fruity Loops. Really? Yeah. Then there's also um, Logic Pro, yes, which is more of a Mac-centric program. I think they only have a Mac version. Um, 
they're well regarded as a music tracking program. Right. And then there's even for free Audacity. Now here's the key. I have only ever used Audacity to do single track recording. You have the Audacity to yes. Okay, sorry, you I have... had to do it. <laughs> you have the Audacity, yes, yeah. Yeah, that would be a nice commercial. Anyway, um, <laughs> so, yes, Audacity, I have not used it for multi-tracking. But um, there's also a program that Personas makes called Studio One that is actually highly sought after. If you have a Personas board, now we were talking about boards and I didn't even mention Personas. Mm. To me, Personas is a step up from Behringer. Yeah, I know, I'm going backwards. But Personas <laughs> is a step up from Behringer. Not that Behringer is bad, but when you're just moving into a different level of recording, um, I like to recommend Personas to people who are just starting out, especially as they're transitioning from analog to digital boards. It is a, they make great hybrid boards, which incorporate a lot of the features of analog boards, but are, can start pushing you towards the knowledge you need to use a digital board. Because there's a whole different mindset you have to use when you have a digital board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Personas has the Studio One software, which you can buy separately, which does multi-tracking. Okay. Then Alan and Heath has their own software, which just escaped me, which is terrible for a podcast because I can just pause it and then look it up. Um, but as Victoria talks, I'm going to look it up on the online. Okay, I'll give you another name that's very common. GarageBand. GarageBand. Yes, 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 yes. I forgot because I'm not... Mac centric. Oh, really? That's what you call people who use Mac. Well, you know, Mac centrics. I I have one in my house. Uh, I have iPads and things like that, but I don't do a lot of multi-track recording, so I wouldn't come across GarageBand. The intern also used that when he was starting out. That's really too bad he's not here today because we could have asked him. Because I have tried multiple times to s- use GarageBand and. I just get so frustrated with it. I just give up. (laughs) (laughs) But that's probably just me not being very patient. So if you are a listener out there and you have used GarageBand and you have figured out how to make it work right and done something great with it, we would love to have your input on this. All right. Or if you have used any of the other softwares we've used. There's also a software, as I stretch out this time, called Wave Tracks. Waves Waves is a, a company that makes a lot of plugins. No, Victoria's dancing in the studio. Um, <laughs> she's doing the wave. Uh, why I no wish <laughs> I had a camera. Oh. Yeah. Really? We're in the studio where we do record videos and you're saying you wish you had a camera? Yes, that's okay. Yeah, you got me on that one. Um, yes, Waves <laughs> makes a program called Tracks, Track Live. T-R-A-C-K-L-I-V-E. Two words. Track Live is a great um, software as well. Why is it a great software? Tell us about it. Uh, well, it's just great. That's it. It just okay. it works well. <laughs> <laughs> so I take it you have not used it. I have not used okay. it. Okay. I have not. Well, if there's a listener that has used it, tell us what you think about it. Yeah, you know how to contact us. Contact info at unwiredthepodcast.com. And don't forget our Twitter. Twitter is Unwired the Podcast. And then we also have a Facebook page. Correct. Unwired the Podcast. It should be burned in you guys' head by now. Oh, you forgot one. What? Instagram. Oh, yes. I really got to get an account. Unwired the Podcast. 
Do we put any pictures on Instagram? Are you kidding me? I do it every week. Yeah, I got to get an account. Yeah, see? I, I do all the work and you don't even look hey, at what I, I do. Hey, I show up on recording day and I contribute. Besides, okay. someone's got to buy all this equipment. <laughs> wow. Low blow. <laughs> all right. We're... We're, we're at that time again. Yeah, we ran we? out of time. Sorry, uh, we have so much more to cover. We may have to do a part two. We should. But you know what? I think we should also talk about microphones and have one episodes just for microphones. We talked about doing that for a while. Then let's do it next week. Let's do it next week. All right. See you next week. Bye-bye. Unwired. Unwired. Why would we call it Unwired. We're leading to the day where we are unwired.